Welcome back, pop culture fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me as always across the internet, he is suited up, ready to fight people, Roadhouse style. It's Drew Douglas. Because, you know, the big Roadhouse trailer, a remake trailer, trailer for the remake. Do we call this a remake, or is it like a uh, reimagining? See, that's the... Okay, I... I... I have kind of a, a question about that. I feel like it's got to be a remake, right? That have they come out to say that? It's yeah, because he's playing a character named Dalton, who is who uh, Patrick Swayze plays um, in the OG one, which I watched for the first time like four months ago, maybe. And it was insane. It was more insane than I would have <laughs> ever imagined, like in a fun way. And so we we get this trailer, which. I had been really looking forward to um, for a while now that I knew that Jake Gyllenhaal's in this remake and then like Conor McGregor's in it and uh, it's in like the floor set in the Florida Keys and I love mm-hmm. a good like beach vibe. Oh yeah. And so I this had been on my radar. We finally got the trailer for it this morning and we were recording here on what is it? Uh, January 25th. It's been a minute since we've recorded. Yeah. So we got this trailer this morning. Um, I've been feeling like absolute butthole (laughs) for the past like 24 hours. And I completely forgot that this was coming out, this trailer. And then you sent it to me. You texted it. I'm like, oh, well, that kind of brightens my spirits a little bit. So I watched it. Makes me feel a little better. (laughs) Makes me feel a little better. Um, Loves hates on this trailer because you just watched it for the first time Mm -hmm. within the last couple hours or so. Yeah, yeah. It was not as soon as I texted to you. I wanted to see it right away. And I got busy. Today's been like a weird day of on and off. Like it gets busy and then it's calm and back and forth. I um, But I finally watched it probably about two and a half, three hours after you did. And I'm kind of like in the middle, honestly. Ooh. It's it's very like there are things that I love and other things I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's like we'll have to wait and see how it plays out in the movie and how it looks. Um, what you, what's got you on the fence right now? Okay, the big one is obviously the controversy. Is this like theatrical? Is this a movie that could be released in the theaters? Does is there a sense of like movies that look like they're to be released in the theater? And this one, I kind of feel kind of so so about. I think yes, and other times I feel no, and that is kind of the big thing for me where I'm like. Some of the shots, I'm I'm wanting it to be fun and different. But I think that's it. It's like fun like the OG Roadhouse, but a little different. Um, so I'm kind of stuck on that. JG, obviously, I'm, I, I don't know if there's anything that he could end up doing that I would say no. Um, I have to say that I was expecting some of him to look like he looks more jacked in Southpaw. Yeah, well, he's he's a boxer in that, and he's a, a former UFC fighter in this. Now, he looks good, don't get me wrong. So I think that m- maybe lends to him having a different body type somewhat. And that was also, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. True, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of hard, I think, to maybe replicate. Now, the big, yeah, the big controversy is Doug Lyman, who made this, um made it when it was under MGM and then MGM gets bought out by Amazon. So he goes into this movie, you know, intending this to be theatrical. And he says they like begged and pleaded and did everything they could. But Amazon is like, no, we're putting this on streaming only. There's like no theatrical window for this. So he's like doing a, <laughs> he's like doing a silent protest. Um, yeah. protest, I believe is what he said. And he had me like, I read this whole thing. He sent to like deadline, and like most of it, I'm like, okay, I totally get it. Like you feel like you've been blindsided. Um, this is not what you intended. You wanted this in theaters. And then he goes on about saving theaters. And he started losing me though, because he's like, Jake Gyllenhaal gives a quote, career best performance. <laughs> and he's like, the fact that this is streaming only, it is taking away from Gyllenhaal being nominated for his performance. And I'm like, dude, get your head out of your ass. Cause <laughs> I can tell you right now, he's not getting nominated for 
Roadhouse. And as much fun as I think this movie looks, I think Hall is going to be a blast. He's not getting nominated for anything. No way. It's like a Teen Choice Award. Yeah, no way. Like this is this would be, and I hope not a Razzie because this doesn't look oh, like ra- no. Razzie stuff. Do they do those anymore? By the way, yeah, I thought they stopped that, or they just don't nominate children. I th- the thing is, I'm pretty sure they still do Razzies, but I don't I know. Just don't, I yeah, I don't think that's fun. I got to be honest. I've never really thought that it was funny for a little bit, but I'm like, so much work goes into these things that it feels offensive, like a a worst of list. Right. I don't know. There's always something about that that feels a little icky well that's uh i mean i they they're still doing it but that i and i just don't i i don't see that gyllenhaal would get in that category um i don't think so so what about conor mcgregor because i'm watching mm. this and he shows up in the back half of this trailer and it looks like the big bad is billy magnuson who looks like he's probably going to have a lot of fun yeah and then his um, num- numero one honcho, I'm guessing, is Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's like the the muscle. And first time watching this trailer, I'm like, Conor is going to be, he's for sure hamming it up. Yeah. Absolutely hamming it up. And that could be a lot of fun and amazing and fit the vibe of this. Or it could be unimaginably bad. Yeah. And I kind of am leaning now towards, I think this is, he's going to be a lot of fun. And it looks like, he gets like a big showdown with Gyllenhaal. For some reason, I thought they were going to be like buddies in this. So yeah. I was a little surprised to see them fighting, but I'm kind of all in on Connor in this. Yeah, I think it would make sense for that to happen. And then also, I, I'm i okay with that. I actually am, because if you're trying to pit this as like a, I don't know, like especially with his background, his UFC background, Gyllenhaal's character in this movie, I'm okay with that. Um, I think it... I don't know. It just seems fun. Like it's it's just going to be like a fun movie. And I got a throwback, say, right? Doesn't it feel like a throwback to yeah, oh yeah, two thousands or time. maybe earlier? Just like trash fun. Like because I was worried this was gonna be a remake, but they just like gritty it up, and it's just mm-hmm. so dour. And this just looks like they wanted the. I think they shot this in like the Dominican Republic. Like yeah, go to this amazing beach vibe and have fun. Yeah. That's I agree. Yeah, that's I'm picking up on that as well. And I like that. Um, This should be one of those that I honestly, I haven't really looked forward to a lot of movies dropping on Amazon. I think that they've got some good shows. It suffers. It's part of that streaming now that it's just coming out on streaming. I'd still like to see this in theaters. I think this is one of those that um, it would just be fun. And like that. It is like a throwback to Doug's career at the time of when he was at the peak of like action movies with the Bourne movies, I feel. But it's not that. It's different in, I think, a good way. He said that this tested amazing. Amazon loved it. I believe he said it tested higher than Mr. and Mrs. Smith, good which was like grief. his highest... Uh, testing film and I'm like that movie's not even that great (laughs) (laughs) we watched it recently to get ready for that show I know they're not connected but I was like that'd be kind of fun to watch it and it's just okay yeah I don't think that's his best by a long shot like not born identity is I think great and then um I mean he did edge of tomorrow right yeah that's right I mean that one's pretty enjoyable I I I I'm I listen I I like I said I get his frustration, um, but some of the things he wrote in that little op-ed, <laughs> just like yeah, it's, you're crazy, dude. It's absurd. So he did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Born Identity. Um, I still haven't seen American Made. He did something called Locked Down in 2021. I think that's the Anne Hathaway Anne Hathaway movie. That's that was right. HBO. Yeah. HBO Max. Yep. Chaos Walking with oh, uh, man. Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland, which was like... Did you see that? <laughs> no, it looked awful, and it was delayed so many times. Uh, I mean, Fair Game, Jumper, Go, Swingers, Getting In. I don't know. I I mean, The Born Identity would be my favorite. I mean, Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow, that's that's pretty solid. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, th- I feel like that one kind of... 
I like that one. I just think it goes on too long. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I'm you're like, it was losing me a little bit, but, but yeah, the born identity, that's where that, that is probably his best. Um, I would say, and it's, that's pretty solid. The one, um, American made, that's an okay movie. It's not a great cruise movie, but that's definitely one where, like someone said recently, they're like, I feel like cruise did oblivion for just to collect a paycheck. And I can't remember, did you like that movie or no? I didn't know because I, I was on a on a Tom Cruise binge last year and I rewatched that I think probably for the third time since it came out. And it's it's not good. That's one of his worst movies. See, that's someone at work said that about him just collecting a paycheck. I remember when it first came out and I liked it a lot. But I thought it was like the way of a shot and everything. But then after hearing that and then felt like you were like it turned out to be garbage on the cruise rewatch and i'm like i need to go back and rewatch it because maybe for whatever reason i'm just putting it this at the top of my list and i don't know why but um but yeah that's where that edge of tomorrow or live die repeat those two came out pretty close to each other but um that might be my second favorite Dougie film. Really? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, yeah. For some reason, I was still thinking of, about yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> still thinking about Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. No, that's but um, that because that's like that's a fun uh, sci-fi action movie. But um, but this though, I I do hope that they're leaning harder into just having fun, and I think that's the case. Yeah. This one, I just think it, I think it looks like. Uh, a good time, and this will this would be fun too if you're you're at a theater like Alamo or something that has alcohol, and you're you maybe had a couple <laughs> drinks, and you're with a front a crowd that's a little rowdy, maybe even a little broish, just some bros. That might be a really good theatrical experience. That would be awesome to end up having like a bouncer who's like like him in the theater, and if you get too rowdy, he literally just starts beating the crap out of you. Just. He just starts brawls. <laughs> I mean, that would be fun. Um, I'm all in on that. And I can't wait for, what is it, March 1st? Yeah. That seems like, and that's also a weird release date. Yeah. That would be a good summer release, especially with that, the Florida vibes. It would. Hmm. Okay, so, well, today um, we're going to make our Rotten Tomatoes predictions for, what is it, five movies that come out in February? Uh, six. Now, how'd we do in January? Because yeah, I won. Not great for me. What did I win? Did you lose? We had, I think, only three. And I should be better at this, but I'm in the middle of moving, and I have nothing. <laughs> I li- I'm. We're living in an Airbnb, Airbnb, and I have nothing. Yeah. That- uh, what came out in freaking j- Night Swim? Yeah. I know I got. Yeah, that you one. got Night Swim. That was unfortunately one of those movies that. I uh, had a little higher hopes, but um, yeah, you got that. And Beekeeper, we had Jason Jason Statham's. I think you got uh, that right. I went super low. Well, so for that, actually, I went thirty five, and you went forty six. So that's another. <laughs> so I win. got that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yeah which I actually get that one by just three points. That's seven. So I guessed 65. You said 78. Oh, man. And 70%. 70. So that's a good one. That's a good one. one. All right. So I'm up two to one. We didn't have anything else, right? We had Miller's Girl. Oh, crap. I forgot we added that. So that's not even out yet. Which they just started releasing. I looked earlier. They just started releasing because every now and again, I'll like go check the scores for that. Similar to like how you were checking for Salem's Lot right now. So before I say this, you guessed 67. I guessed 82. It's looking in your favor because it's sitting at what do you think it is? Um, What was yours? I said what? You said 67. I said uh-huh. 82. All right. Uh, is it in the 50s? Lower. <laughs> Thir- uh, 40s? Lower. No way. Yeah. How many reviews is there? 
Let me see, because I it popped up earlier, and I took a screenshot. I was so mad, and oh I oh my goodness, um, it's currently uh, <laughs> sitting at I guessed um, sixty more than what it's actually. Oh, I, it went up. Seventeen votes have. Oh no, that was weird. It's been fluctuating. Eighteen votes sitting at twenty two percent. Oh man, well maybe that's why we hadn't ever heard of this until like two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so and then did we have anything else besides those four? Just those four. Interesting. Okay, so we're doing six this month. So you're going to have to really, you're already falling into a little hole. Yeah, yeah. But and it's you, sad because December, I'm like, all right, I'm getting back in my groove. I'm feeling it. Well, you got you can easily make up a lot of ground. True. Now, we're not doing these in order. I figured I'd do these in order of my personal interest, and I, I think maybe yours too. I hate yeah. to say that, though, because... Um, it's true. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but I just did it how I... what I wanted to talk about, frankly. Uh, no, numero one. <laughs> Bob Marley, One Love. And I'm guessing this is about the life of reggae singer Bob Marley. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh I, this is super weird because I swear to you, I remember getting a trailer for this in theaters like last spring or summer. So I don't know if this got bumped back or they were marketing this like a full 10 months early. Mm. But I remember sitting in, in and it might, it was for some almost like ghost or not ghost protocol, but dead reckoning, something like that over the summer that we got a trailer for this. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, Comes out February 14th, Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Now, prediction-wise, I was going to go pretty mid to low, and then I looked at the movies that this guy's done. Um, Let me look him up real quick. Yeah, I was was surprised too. Because they were movies that, for the most part, usually get decent reviews. Uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green. I think that's how you say his first name. Mm-hmm. Apologies if it's incorrect. But he did King Richard with the slapper Will Smith. <laughs> I still haven't ever seen that. Oh, that's it's it's a good movie. It slaps. It slaps. He did Joe Bell with uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, <laughs> which I did see. And it, it was okay. That's and I think that's the one that. Um, Kerry Joji Fukunaga, he like produced it. I think that yeah. was my interest in it. And then he did Monsters and Men, which stars uh, John David Washington. I haven't seen this mm. one, but it looked okay. And I feel like the reviews for it were pretty decent. It was okay. Uh, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes currently, 82 reviews. Did you see they're re releasing Tenet, by the way, in theaters? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, that's all. How many people are going to turn up for that? It's it, with the same amount that turned up to see Soul, the Disney re-release. Oh my God! Um, uh, Bob Marley, I was going to go mid to low, and then I see these movies that he's done. I'm like, okay, for the most part, your stuff has been pretty well received, so I'm going to lock in seventy one percent. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> This has Lashana Lynch. Is she? The, um, she's in it, mm-hmm. and she's really the only name that I recognize. Well, Kingsley Ben Adir, who was mm-hmm. in Secret Invasion and uh, a few other things that I've recognized. But yeah, that's interesting too with with getting him in in this movie to play uh, Bob Marley. I was curious, like what what he would do, and I gotta say, like based on what we see in the trailers, it look like his performance looks really good. Um, I'm going higher than you. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, and I'm locking in 80%. Now, the other thing that caught my eye is there's uh, four people are accredited for the screenplay, but among them is Terrence winter who has done a lot of really great TV work, including, um, Sopranos, Mm. He wrote for Boardwalk Empire. He's written for um, Tulsa King. He Vinyl, he co-created that. Mm. He created Boardwalk Empire. So he's done a lot of good stuff. 
And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if he's among, it looks like they probably did like 10 drafts and like combined them all. But um, I don't have an interest in this movie. I got to be honest with you. I nothing. I mean, I'm just never been a, a a Bob Marley fan. I just don't care. This I I'm actually really intrigued by this. I've I like Bob Bob Marley. It's never been like I can't ever say like every now and again I'll be like oh they like I'll put on Bob Marley, but it's never like a, a, his music's never been like a go to. But I'm very curious to see what what uh, how the story goes. I think there's a lot with this that I will be. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm really curious how this will play out based on the trailer, especially with biopics. I feel like there's for the last like, what, 10 years, um, we've had kind of like this call of just like make different style biopics, make it stylistic, make it where it stands on its own. And this one kind of goes back. It looks like anyways, to that biopic formula, if you will. It feels more traditional. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have like the Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Elvis look to it. Um, Which I just realized today, I didn't I didn't know this, but Austin Butler in an interview with Stephen Colbert said he had worked on Elvis for three years. No wonder he sounded like Elvis long after stopping. <laughs> he still does. Yeah. And he opened the craziest thing is he openly admits it. He's like, I know I still sound like him. He's like, it's hard to shake him loose. <laughs> that's a really that, I don't know if that's me doing Elvis but oh. <laughs> man you're doing Austin Butler doing Elvis now Austin Butler I, do you think he's a handsome man yeah he's in he's he's well he's I asked because he's in the new Dune but he shaves his head or has a shaved head and I'm like you lose uh, some of the appeal the um, I saw one of the comments on the Stephen Colbert the clip that I watched with uh, Austin Butler on that interview that Someone said, he reminds me of a young Brad Pitt with his mannerisms and looks. Mm. And I'm like, meh. We'll find out. And uh, Masters of the Air comes out tomorrow. You're, that's, uh, you're hype. I Are can't you wait, hype I that? cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. It's a shame it's not all dropping at once. Well, what's, uh, what's nuts is I just found out, kind of broke my heart a little bit, but I mean, I can't compete with the dude. Um, the other guy that is uh, making his rounds with Austin Butler to promote that is Callum Turner, uh-huh. who who's freaking dating Dua Lipa. No way. Yeah. That clown? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope he burns in hell. Oh. <laughs> he, all I can say is that's one lucky man. It is. Uh, we'll get to Dua Lipa in a second. So what, what are the chances that you're going to see Tenet during its re-release for one week only. Zero percent chance. (laughs) I feel like the audience for that is so limited, and you can capitalize on Oppenheimer all you want. I don't think people are flocking to go see Tenet again. Not at all. That was. Do you think that's his worst? You think that's Nolan's worst movie? Um, outside of his first one. Yeah. Following. I mean, that's my least favorite. And then Tenet, yeah, I would put that in Dark Knight Rises as his bottom three. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm, i like, weirdly wanting to rewatch Tenet. I've seen it, like, three times. But then I get thinking about it, and I'm like, there's so many things I like, and then there's so much I don't. Mm-hmm. So I'll rewatch it, and then in the middle of it, I'll be like, I just I don't understand this, and I don't care. You know what, what? I mean? <laughs> That's how I feel. There is a point where I just check out and I'm like, I don't cool. care. I, even from like a spectacle standpoint, sometimes you can just be like, I don't care about what's going on. I don't get it, but I love what I'm watching. And yeah. this, oh, even yeah. some of the action, I'm not even that excited by it. It feels mm-hmm. slowed down because it's backwards. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of a stinker. Yeah. It's. It's very and it that's not that can't be easy to do what Nolan did in that, but it just uh it's plays clunky. It's very it's a very clunky movie. Yeah, like I respect what he's doing, but it's like Nolan is just climbing so deep in into his own a hole <laughs> that I'm like, you need to rein yourself back in a little bit. I can't believe that for literally one year leading up to that movie, he moved backwards just to prepare for the movie. <laughs> He even talked backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone no thought one, he was possessed. Yeah, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with him, but it was just Nolan being Nolan. All right, so movie number two 
is uh, coming out February 23rd. It's called Ordinary Angels. And this is based on uh, a true story of a hairdresser who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father save the life of his critically, critically ill daughter. It starts Hillary Swank, and then my main man, Alan Richson. Ooh. Good to see him out and about getting... Ro- so this is like a faith-based film, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What are you thinking about this? I watched the trailer, and I was like, well, it doesn't look as bad as I thought, and it's got Swank, and then Alan's in it. So I'm like, well, it's got some, like... I don't want to say star power, but it's got two relatively mm-hmm. um, well-known names for something that I would say nine times out of ten wouldn't attract those people. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> it is strange to see. Alan Richman is so large. Like, he looks bulkier than, like, The Rock in a different way. I don't even yeah. know how to explain it, where for me to look at that guy and go, oh, yeah, he's just a, a, a normal widowed dad. I'm like, no, that guy looks like he's going to go out there and kick everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard for me to take him, not, I don't want to say take him seriously in something like this, but he just doesn't fit that. Yeah, he's he's a massive dude. I just wonder, like, what was his inspiration to get to look like that? Well, it was to be Jack Reacher from the books, who was just, like, apparently this behemoth. This brawler. But, again, I like, but to get as big as what he is like it's it just, crazy yeah and you get and i i i watch stuff with him and he seems like a really cool dude and i like that he openly admits like yeah i took supplements <laughs> like this is not normal i'm like oh okay respect you took uh hormone growth or whatever yeah i respect that you openly admitted that that's what you did man ordinary angels what say you um, will this be ordinary or not the one thing that is not ordinary is looking at photos of this movie and he's wearing a suit and the way that the suit bunches up because of all of his <laughs> ripped bod just literally pillowing pillowing up as he like, you know, scrunches his back. Um and he's got a this mustache mo- too, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Good for he's him. rocking the stash. Um, I'm going very low with this one. Ooh. I just have a feeling this one will replicate a lot of like what we got with um, the shack that Octavia Spencer. Yeah, I, I forget who is uh, the main guy in that. It was uh, uh, Sam uh, Worthington. Oh yeah, that's right. He has a weird career, dude. Mm. If you look at the stuff he's done, yeah, he's in truly one of the biggest movies of all time, and then he does these movies, and you're like, do you what? What is your agent doing? Right. Yeah. I'm not saying the shack is that, but he's in some of these movies that. Uh, it's weird. It's He's very, had a weird career. Yeah, very strange. I think that uh, this one will be that, but for now, an ordinary angels. Or I'm I'm sorry, the shack got a pretty low score. I'm going in low with this at thirty two percent. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I went higher. I did fifty nine. I think this could be surprisingly well received, maybe. See, that's what I thought with The Shack, but I don't know. Then again, we've got a few faith-based films that are getting more, not just attention, but maybe a better critical response, like, say, uh, Jesus Revolution and a few other movies like that. So this could follow in the steps of that. I'm just feeling like it'll be more like The Shack. So outside of uh, Alan, I'm, I, I don't think I would see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. So you said, sorry, 32 32%. Oh, boy. Um, also coming out on February 23rd is Drive Away Dolls. And this is notable because it's the debut solo film from Ethan Cohen, who's obviously famous for making a lot of really great movies with his brother, Joel. Mm-hmm. Now, Joel's already done a solo film, which was the Apple movie. Uh, what was it? Why is it escaping me? The one with Denzel. Uh, the uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. Yes, and I haven't seen that. Uh, it's a one and done. It's it's well done. It's a well done movie. It just dense because obviously they take the writing of Shakespeare and it's it's not like one that you'd pop in on a Friday night and be like, let's just 
Let's go Shakespeare. Let's let's get drunk and watch this. Oh, I will say uh, it's because uh, Fran- he's married to Frances McDormand, right? Uh, Joel is, and so she does a great job. And of course, Denzel, he like someone said, says Shakespeare like no other. Like he just is. Oh, I'm sure it's fantastic. He's he's amazing <laughs> at it. Um, it's a one and done. Yeah, I I mean that's been out for like a year and I haven't watched it. Uh, well, one interesting thing about this movie too, besides you know it being um, uh, Ethan's film, solo film that he wrote with his wife, mm. but one of the actors, the main actress, I guess Margaret. How do you say her last name? Quale. Quale. Do you know who she's the daughter of? I just now learned this. Yeah, it, I I was just thinking of that uh, every time I see this movie, and I, you're I, I forget, but I know because whenever uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, I found out. I'm like, what? Andy who? McDowell. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, and and I'm looking at a photo of her, and I'm like, yeah, I see it. I totally mm-hmm. see it. So I just now learned that, and that's kind of fun. Uh, this looks. Like a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. Like maybe a throwback, kind of silly. Yeah. Um, but it has like all the ingredients of a, a CB film. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Good cast. I'm going to slap this with an 84%. Ooh. 84%. Wow. This is, this is interesting. Um, you went higher than me, but not by much. Um, Are you in the eighties? Yeah, I'm just two away at eighty-two. Oh boy, you want to lock that in? Yeah, I, I, mm, yeah. I don't know what to expect because they've been. Ooh, I hope I don't regret that, but yeah, I feel like this could be even higher. Like they don't swing and miss very often. I keep saying they, yeah. but um. Always associate them together, obviously. 80, 84% and 82%. 82%. Yeah, that's, um, I feel it's it just one of those, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I, I, the same as what you were saying. I don't know how to really prepare my score because I don't know how to really prepare for this, like based on what I'm, what we're seeing so far. I'll say of the of the three so far, this is the one that I would see in theaters. I don't know if I'd yeah. rush out and go see it, but I do think it looks fun. Now, uh, our next movie coming out February 9th is something called Lisa Frankenstein. Oh. And I hadn't heard of this until you added it to the list, and it's um, a new movie that Diablo Cody wrote. Now, I got to admit, the plot of this, I think, sounds appealing. It says, in 1989, a misunderstood teenage goth girl (laughs) named (laughs) Lisa Swallows reanimates a handsome corpse from the Victorian era during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams by using a broken tanning machine in her garage. All right, you kind of sold me there. And then I watched the trailer. (laughs) And it looks like someone doing a bad Tim Burton film. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's been doing a bad job, uh, or sorry, he's been doing a pretty solid job of that over the past decade himself. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think I have much hope that this is going to be any good. Yeah. You had like reading that synopsis, I'm like, okay, that could be a blast, and then it just doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly didn't expect a whole lot from this movie. Um, I saw the trailer the first time. I'm like, eh, it's, it's, it looks okay. But then it's weird with Diablo Cody attached to this. I kept reading more and more online, just like those getting excited. Like apparently there's, and with it coming from Universal, it's the fact that having obviously the monster verse, like Frankenstein, the mommy, those movies, um, I thought, you know, maybe maybe this could be like secretly good though, and it just doesn't look good in the trailers. Um, but right now, I'm siding with you. It's it's the look of it just looks like a bad Timmy B movie. So what are you gonna what are you locking in? I'm looking at I'm looking at Diablo's filmography. 
I wasn't a fan of Juno. She wrote that, and everyone like went nuts over that. Yeah, um, and then Jennifer's body seems to have made a slight resurgence. Yeah, I think I think I have more respect for that. Young adult, I remember liking. It's been a minute, and then um, one that I know you, I'm pretty sure you liked it, but Tolly, which came out in 2018, I thought that was great. She wrote that. I one. loves loves Tolly. Tolly's Tolly is might be my favorite Charlotte's Theron movie, but that is a solid movie. And then he, she's um, done other stuff here and there. Um, but uh, if she hasn't written something since that point, totally. And that's where I'm like, if if it's like, obviously it's not going to be like totally, but that, like, just everything about that movie I loved. So I'm actually, um, I've got middling, uh, it's, it's middling hope. With 72%. Oh, boy. I'm going with 58. Oof. And I think it could be worse because I just don't think this looks great. I feel like it's, it should it's, be right up my alley, though. This is... Yeah. And why is this not coming out in freaking September or October? The only the only reason why I feel like they're dropping it is to play on the love theme. Like, oh, there's got to be some kind of uh, Valentine's type angle to Ye- this. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right. That actually makes complete sense because it's coming out and, February 9th. And, and that's that's why I'm like, you know, if that's the case, I'm maybe there's hope for this in terms of, you know, being like a kind of a weird date night type movie. That might make decent money, actually, because I bet it didn't cost a ton to make. Yeah. And you get those little couples, <sighs> the, the little couples out there. Would you... T- <laughs> Would you take your wife Lexi to go see this on Valentine's night? No. I mean, she really wanted to. Then, yes. But I wouldn't just be like, "Hey, let's go see this." Would you try to like? Would you try to hide this movie and then like not show her any trailers and hopes that her? she would not find out about it? Yeah. Could I tell her like the plot synopsis? It's up to you. But would you just like conceal it and just like go in? I mean, it's not. It doesn't look that wild. It just looks like a, t- like a teen Tim Burton film. It really does. It's not like walking in to see Saltburn or something like that. Do you know she brought that up the other day? We're watching something and she's like on her phone, and she goes, "What's Saltburn?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, it's a movie, you know." It just, <laughs> I'm like, "It's." She goes, "I keep hearing about it." She was like, "Is it real crazy?" And I go. In my head, I'm like, you know, it's not as crazy as what I would have guessed. But I'm like, yeah, there's like a couple crazy things in there. And I'm like, you know, I would actually rewatch that. Like, do you want to watch it? And I never really got a straight answer. But uh, it's like, that's when you know a movie's getting big is like when she's just like mentioning something like Saltburn. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you reading where you're asking like what you're hearing that it's crazy? Like, what are you... Like, what's, I don't even know where, yeah. like, what are you hearing, I guess, is my like, question. Yeah, did she see something that it's like a... It's like a bathtub, uh, or are we in a graveyard? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> what's the craziest thing in that, the bathtub or the graveyard? Because the bathtub thing is him slurping on the the remnants of the, the, drain. <laughs> the drain. I was oh. like... um. I don't like that sound in general, slurping or a drain. Like something about just, it is icky. Yeah. And I just like was like, all right, let's we gotta end this scene. I can't take this any longer. That that was the grossest, but the most was the graveyard scene, I think. Just the fact that cause it lingers and it just it's really testing you. Yeah. And the fact that the shot just stays on him and he's pound like, in the ground. <laughs> like we have to take time to like watch him. Literally pull his pants down and pull his dong out. <laughs> like it just keeps going. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, well, that's just like a Saturday night for me. I just, <laughs> it wasn't that wild. So Lisa Frankenstein looks like, I think, butt cheeks. I also think this next movie looks like complete <laughs> butt cheeks. And it's Argyle. <laughs> this is Matthew Vaughn. Except for Dua Lipa, man. Well, she's amazing. But this is Matthew Vaughn's latest action movie. 
and I can't, this is like Tenet, I can't wrap my head around the plot. It's like a writer that's created a famous spy and then like what she's writing is happening in real life and they need her to finish the story? What? I don't get the plot. And I don't even care. I don't even think it looks very good. It's like stranger than fiction, but with a cat. With a cat. And set with it's in an espionage setting with Sam Rockwell and Henry Cavill with a really bad yeah, haircut. Yeah, I got to be honest with you, Cavill's haircut turns me off. He's got such he can do a great haircut, and they got him looking like an idiot. <laughs> and the cat no, is so funny. CG and fake. I can't stand like animals in movies now because they don't want to use real animals. Because obviously, it's just like, do we need to put an animal through whatever it is? So I get that. But it always looks so cheap. Like the start of True Detective, the new season, it has oh yeah the dudes out hunt, hunting like elk or something, and it looks so oh, bad. It was awful. As soon as that started, I'm like, oh, this better not be setting this up for what we can expect because this is CGI City. And it's like literally and 10 seconds into it. I'm like, this looks so bad that I hoped no. it wasn't part of the plot that we're, we're going to keep seeing it. <laughs> oh yes i yeah i i felt the same way now question since we're on the topic of cgi cats and movies involving both uh what do you think about the key and peel movie keanu i wasn't huge on it but it's been a minute since i've seen it yeah i felt was I the felt cat like cg okay, in that though i don't think they were mm. doing that yet no, I don't think so. I think that was right before they... I think that's the reason why they started doing I think that cat, like every cat that they were using died in the middle of that. So this movie looks like complete butt cheeks, minus... Um, yeah, Dua Lipa looks amazing. She's stunning. She's like next level in this. And then I always I think... so is Henry Cavill's hair. His hair's terrible. Bryce Dallas looks amazing. She always does, but... Oh, and then we got your favorite Ariana DeBose in this. Um, is it my turn to go first? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I, I went low, and I could see this going lower. I, I think Matthew Vaughn is hit or miss for very, me in very. general. It's nice to see him like not doing a Kingsman movie, especially oh, when yeah. you do two of those, and then for some reason you do a prequel. Like, just finish the trilogy. Guaranteed, though, this is going to be the final movie in that quadrilogy, and it's going to be Argyle the King's Man. Oh, my Lord. You think it's connected? Yes, I do. You really espionage. do? Yes, I do. God. I think that because they're like keeping it a secret, I really do think he's going to have some tie-in. Argyle. This, I mean, you with his name and then the cast, I was like, okay, this might be kind of cool, but... It looks like trash. I'm going to say 42%. Good grief. <laughs> I want to go lower. <laughs> I don't you understand You think that it could it. be lower than 40? Did you change your score or was it always 42? No, I went there. I went on the high end. The budget of this is $200 million. It's a freaking Apple <laughs> movie. And it, the cat looks terrible. This is like, I'm not seeing this in theaters, but I'll wait. I'll wait till it's on <laughs> Apple. $200 million. It looks cheap. It does look pretty, pretty rough now at I gotta, times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that's going to throw a wrench in your theory. Great. The cast also includes Sam Jackson and Sophia Butella, mm. and they're playing different characters. But this is also about her writing, and it's like yeah. what she writes comes true. So... Are they the fictional characters or is she are those real characters and are they trying to flip the whole like Kingsman on its head about like when she writes it, will that come true? And are those movies like inspirations to her story? You know, is it gonna be connected somehow to those books? I think there will be there he's gonna find some tongue in cheek way to connect it all. Oh my god. So I'm on here. One on Wiki, it says in July 2021, it was stated that Argyle is intended to serve as the start of a franchise consisting of at least a trilogy of films. Because 
God knows we can't just do one movie and see how it goes. <laughs> of course. And then it literally has a section for shared universe. In October 2023, yep. Matthew Vaughn announced that he's working on an untitled spy-centered universe. Mm-hmm. The filmmaker stated that it will include Kingsman, the Argyle films, and an unnamed third <laughs> franchise, while the plan <laughs> is to have each of these culminate in a crossover at some point. Why? It's happening. It's happening. Why? I told you. That we'll is connect so it all. effing stupid. That's so dumb. Yeah, it's, uh, he needs to connect it to his X-Men films, too, while we're at it. Oh, yeah. I guess he only did one, right? Yeah, he did uh, yeah. arguably the worst one, too. Over, well, Dark Phoenix, that yeah, was done by I don't uh, think First Twilight Class Zone. is that great. It's First okay. Was, I mean, it's okay because yeah. I think Fassbender and McAvoy are good. Yeah, I think a lot of that's kind of hides it. Um, but, I mean, I think it was... Yeah, um, Dark Phoenix is pretty bad. What kind of stupid universe are we or at? Apocalypse. Where um, in those X-Men films, they did the Dark Phoenix story twice. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. well, this is the dumbest... Oh, my God. It's just so stupid. Yeah. I mean, you know, Feige's probably going to be like, I can do it better, and then we're going to get it a third time. It That will probably... Well, that may happen with Deadpool 3. Ugh. I hope he makes fun of why they did that twice. I uh, Yes, yeah. Um, so you say 42 for Ar- Argyle, and I went a little higher, but I do think it's, again, kind of middle of the road. I don't think critics will be kind to this. I do think that audiences could eat this up. Ooh. I mean, you've got the cat. I do think that... <laughs> a fake um, cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fake cat. I do think that will end up playing up um, uh, their love for it. But then that will be, um, I think, a big driving point. But critics, I don't think, will be kind. That's why I went with 55%. Man. What if the cat got his own spinoff? You know what's strange? It's like, I thought the cat's name was Argyle, but yet they keep hiding too. it. They keep like, well, you don't know who Argyle is. I'm like, the cat? Like, why are so we treating it, this like it's a surprise? That's part of the twist is we don't know what Argyle is? Yeah, apparently. I thought Henry Cavill was Argyle. I thought I that was the spy. It's like, uh, I don't There is That's where, like, and I've seen this trailer a couple of times. This is actually the one trailer I've seen the most of all of them. And I'm like, I just, I don't understand that. Like, well, I the don't cat's understand. name is Alfie. But, because that's where it's like, you don't know who the real Argyle is. And that's like. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't care who the real Argyle is. Just like, <laughs> wrap this movie up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do. I think this movie could be fun. I am expecting Dua Lipa's parts to be the best. And those will amount to about three minutes total of the entire movie. Do you? Th- uh, I was going to say, do you think her and Henry Cavill banged? But I don't know if that's an appropriate question to ask. I in the movie it looks like there's a possibility. So the 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 cat's real name in 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 real life is Chip. So I don't know if they only use one cat. To do everything. That's that's why they had to CGI the crap out of them. CG, yeah. For like most of it, it's probably CG. But they, were, they were driving that poor cat to an early grave, putting it through all this Henry Cavill crappy haircut. God. All right, so that looks like butt cheeks. I think we're actually maybe going three in a row because our last movie, oh, February wow. 14th. And I don't know, if, is, if this is the biggest release of February, Madam Web, yes. Sony's... Madam Web. The longest Sony movie, by the way, that's in this <sighs> Spider-Verse. Sony jumping back into its Spider-Verse, which includes two Venom films and Jared Leto's 2022 masterpiece, Morbius. Loves. Which, weirdly, I've been wanting to rewatch. Weirdly, I, me too. <laughs> I have that on digital because I don't... You remember Regal had that deal where if you saw like three... Sony movies in oh, theaters. Yeah. You got them all on digital, and it was like no, it was like No Way Home, Morbius, and I think Venom too. That Let there sounds be carnage. Right. Yeah. So I own 
Morbius and Let There Be Carnage. Um, but for this one, Dakota Johnson plays Cassandra Webb, and she's I don't know helping protect these girls that have powerful futures is what it says, and they're being hunted by a deadly adversary. I don't think this looks good, but I'm I'm always curious like what nonsense Sony's gonna crank out. Yeah. Cause they are just off the rails. Yeah. And this is like I just I I had hidden optimism for this. That is gone after seeing the trailer. And before I saw the trailer, they had an explainer of the trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's not that's not a good sign. So is this set in like the nineties? Because I've been hearing rumors for a long time because there's two two actors, or at least one. Emma Roberts is in this, and they, they won't say who she is, but I've heard yeah. who she is. And it's kind of like a fun little twist, but I just don't... It's just there's no connective tissue between this and what Marvel does, and it's yeah. so stupid. They're yeah. never on the same page. Yeah, I wish that they would they would do some kind of t- collaboration to team up and and get this right, but I, it just I mean they do to an extent with Spider-Man, but even then it's just like but and that, I don't know. It's it's kind of like you're wa- you're Indiana Jones and you're walking on this floor that's sinking and you got to step on the right blocks or else it will just cave in and it'll fall and you'll fall to your death. That's kind of how this Sony Spider-Man universe works. The Spider-Man elements with the movies and the collaboration with Marvel, you step on the right square. And then for every one of those, we get two Morbiuses or let there be (laughs) carnage. And we step on the wrong square and then we get shot with spikes while we're falling to our death. That's kind of how this is going. It's so weird, too, because I feel like Marvel weirdly needs Sony more. Yeah, yeah. Because Spider-Man is so huge that they need they need to be teaming up with Sony to get it done. And Sony's like, well, we can make our own garbage, and we will. So I feel like they have the upper hand, especially with Marvel now. It's like of all those characters, you need you really do need like Spider-Man around. So you have to work yeah. with them. Yeah. This looks, I don't want to say it looks terrible, but all these Sony movies look so dated. They look like early 2000s comic book films. Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. And it's like we've graduated from that. But I mean, at the same time. Yeah, not Sony, not at all. And I can't tell if it's intentional or what. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I doubt it. But I don't I th- think it is. I think it's mismanagement. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they did a throwback right now, weirdly enough, I think there's a enough of nostalgia bait that they'd be able to to lure in others with that. With you know, um, so I I feel like I feel like that would end up being great for them. But with this, it's if they lean into that more. But we're just um, we're missing the mark. They are and. I, I hate it. I just, I can't, I can't even say let there be carnage without almost throwing up. Um, That's so bad. Yeah. And what's crazy is people are like, it's so much better than the first. And I'm like, well, the first one felt like a throwback in, in good and bad ways. Like it felt dated, but it was also kind of fun. And See, I, I didn't even s- like the first Venom. Yeah. And it's just okay. But the second one's so yeah, bad. It was, I, that, and I, I've, I've told this story so many times, but that's the one movie that I'm like, I'll pay. And it was outside of subscription to like see it in like fake IMAX. I'm like, I five minutes in, I'm like, I regret this, all of it, all, all, <laughs> all of this BS. I regret it. I wanted to go walk yeah. out and say, I want a refund. Yeah. Cause you can, I knew within a minute what I was in for. And it wasn't, it was just like, it, it was what it was. And then, you remember the, the even with Morbius, they did the Morbin Time meme. Like that was the thing. It's Morbin yes. Time or whatever. Yeah. And it was like Jared Leto and Sony either didn't know that that was like making fun of it, <laughs> or they wanted to steal it and like change the narrative. But they 
they're going around saying it's Morbin time and like re-releasing the movie and no one saw it. And I'm like, are you guys clueless or are you in on the joke? Because I can't tell. I mean, it could be it could it could be that they were uh in on the joke because I've heard that there's like weird things like that that happen and you think that, oh wow, this is like audience driven. Because honestly, I've thought the whole Barbenheimer online craze, I feel like that was a studio fabrication, like teaming up with Universal and WB yeah. just to drive business. I re I stand by, I think Barbenheimer was not guerrilla marketing or word of mouth. I think that was truly like a fabricated thing devised by the studio. I know it's like conspiracy theory, no, but I've heard a lot of... It makes sense. And, and it works. It did, yeah. And it has. Um, like it worked with the Minions movie where everyone's going dressed up as Minions. And it was like, <laughs> who does this? Who is doing this? Like, I don't. Yeah, he's, I've never met anyone that did it. Uh, yeah. But. Um, okay. So, Madam right, Webb. Madam is, Webb are, you go, are you going first? Yeah, I, I got to go first I'm, on this one. Because we're, we're in like three, three straight butt cheeks of movies. Yeah, this, this is up up the butt now for how bad that this is because this is literally the worst of this uh scores i'm giving um oh of of any movie i'm going with i think a very generous 30 percent oh my goodness yeah poor dakota johnson yeah well i'm doing 44 mm. i thought that was pretty low i think if you're going you're going for the babes I mean, I, so I brought up, I'm like, you know, let there be carnage for some wild reason. I don't get this. Came out in October of 2021. That movie got 57%. How? How? Well, it was, How did that get 57%? That came out and people were like suddenly thought they like realized the badness was intentional or something. They were like all in on it. It was super weird. I don't get it. And I think that this movie is going to tank like just tank it's gonna do terrible and the reviews i think i, I think just, it's gonna do bad at the box office too i do too yeah so after madam webb the sony spider-verse has craven the hunter which comes out in august and ah man i could argue of all these sony spider-verse movies that looks the worst yeah and what what's a sad is joke I was I was kind of looking forward to that, and now yeah. the trailer, I'm like, ooh. And that's a great character that should be fairly easy to do, and it's like mm-hmm. they've really gone the complete opposite of making that good. And We're then, um, <laughs> what? We're just continuing to poop the bad with these God, movies. They lo- I think it's almost intentional. And then Tom Hardy wraps up Venom, his Venom oh. trilogy with Venom Three, and that comes out in November. So there's three big Sony Marvel movies this year. And this, I mean, I'm still interested in Venom, but Craven looks terrible. This just looks okay to bad. And then who knows about Venom 3? Oof. But I can't, you know, with how mixed 1 and 2 are, and that's being generous, I can't imagine that. I, I don't think they're going to suddenly write that ship and make that a great film. Yeah. So the month of February, a lot of movies, not a lot of good movies, though. Not Yeah. I, it's, we do have a little bit, uh, a little bit more than what I was expecting. And I feel like the diversity, it's not like Lisa Frankenstein's the closest to horror that we're getting, but I, I mean, I'll take, I'll take that. But at the same time, it's looking pretty middle of the road. Not great. The average is actually lower than middle of the road. Yeah, we we guess some really terrible scores. But that's what happens when we get some terrible movies. I mean, we had two movies that we thought could be fresh. Two of six. <laughs> you had three, I guess, with Lisa Frankenstein. Yeah, with Lisa. And her name in the movie is Lisa Swallows. So... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, again, I hope that's not going to be like a really awful, tiring joke that just seems to wear thin, but I, I I'm think that's sure it will. The case. I'm sure it will. So, next podcast, we're going to do our 
rot, not rotten to me, were our um, pop culture picks for the month of February, Ooh. which has some decent stuff in it. Yeah, I'm actually pretty pumped for uh, February. I have I've been adding on and off to my list not only for February, but uh, March and April. I'm already working ahead looking at that and and pretty stoked, actually. I mean, I'm looking ahead to March because of Roadhouse. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, that's locked and loaded. That might be my number one. I just hope that Jake Gyllenhaal does the Henry Cavill, like the reloading arms from Mission Impossible Fallout. I wonder, and I'm sure it's far too late, but do you think Amazon would be like, okay, Doug, we'll release this in theaters for like two weeks? Yeah, I do. I could see them doing that. Because I don't know the process of getting that locked in. It's dead enough right now. It's dead enough right now in the theaters. I think, why not? Like, why wouldn't you do that? There's nothing else that's really coming out, especially around March, except for Dune. We've got Dune coming out the, the beginning of yeah. March. But then, but you'd be doing um, this in, in, let's say, the last week of February. Yeah, and that's what Netflix does anyways. They release it, you get two weeks early, and then two weeks later, it comes out on streaming. Just stick to that. I think we do hashtag do it for Doug. And see if we can get this going. (laughs) That would be incredible. And let's make that happen. I like it. All right. Well, that was fun. Yes, it was fun. Especially thanks for doing it whenever you're not feeling very well, G. Hopefully next week is better. You got to recover. Well, thanks again. And thanks for listening. And until next time, keep watching. I feel like I'm being slapped around by Jakey G. (laughs) 